Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and my guest today is a very long, long person that I've been friends with. Long? You're not a long person. (laughs) A long friendship, I will say. Chuck McDaniel, owner of Studio C, but that is not how we originally met each other, so we're going to get into all of that. Welcome, Chuck, to Thank you. Downtown Dish. And you've Dish. never called me a friend before. I'm, well, I'm honored. You know, I'm I'm trying to go with it. I'm trying to I'm gonna trying to be like a nice person on the radio. I have a persona to protect, Chuck. That makes sense. We'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go with it. So um, before we dive into our conversation with Chuck, who is a business owner in downtown, I might add, and a property owner, so we have a lot of perspectives to talk talk about. From you, your you have many perspectives, um, but we're going to just remind everyone that the farmers market is back up and running. Uh, so Saturdays, eight a.m. to two p.m., the downtown farmers curb market, uh, where you can get your fresh produce and lots of other yummy foods and uh, craft items and um, herbs and plants, all kinds of good things. So make sure you're shopping with us at the farmers market. Uh, and um, first Friday, obviously, is uh, coming up in October, and that is our cookie carnival, which is always a fun event. Lots and lots of cookie choices at that particular event. Um, and then other fun things that are happening in October are the uh, the car show, the the contours, uh, and Lake Lake Mirror Classic Contours and Car Show is coming around Lake Morton, uh, sorry Lake Mirror, and in downtown on the twenty first and twenty second. So mark your calendars for that. And then we have a fall night market coming October twenty eighth. So. As you probably are aware, downtown gets a little slow in August. The farmer's market is closed, and we don't have as many events because it's just too darn hot. But we are back up and running. So make sure you're checking out downtownlkld.com and downtownlkld on social media for updates about all kinds of fun events to bring the whole family to in downtown. All right. So. Chuck, that was my little commercial about downtown. I got to plug that. I got to plug downtown. But now I I want to talk about you. It's all about you, Chuck. So let's talk about you. Um, so Studio C uh, is, tell us what that is. So it, it's one of those businesses that it's hard to explain in 30 seconds, even though you're <laughs> supposed why... to have an elevator speech oh, that's to do just that. Yeah. So I pieced together all the things that I love to do when mm. I left the corporate world and started a business to do those things having no idea whether it would actually work here or not. But Mm -hmm. I do strategic planning. I do a lot of organizational change. I do a lot of management coaching. I work with leadership teams and their staff. I do a lot of uh, facilitation. And I do a lot of data analytics, which all of those things... Make you happy. They make me happy. They really do. Um, I enjoy the work. Uh, I really love working with the clients I get to work with. and, And sort of that pieces together sort of all those buttons for me. So you had a long history in the newspaper industry, right? I did. So I started when I got out of graduate school. I went to Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. Um, <laughs> I worked in downtown D.C. and I was a policy analyst and a, and, a, and, a, and I worked with a lot of data and a lot of statistics there So and a researcher um, on uh, judicial policy and criminal sentencing. So the sentencing guidelines, you might have heard those. I helped build those oh, wow. data analysis on, on the first batch of those. Um, so when we moved to, to sunny Florida mm. to start a family, um, I worked for the New York Times Company in a couple of different roles. Uh, I was an editor for a long time, and then I was an IT director, 
operations director. I did a lot of that sort of thing. And um, I was fortunate to become a group operations director for the New York Times. So I got to take my Six Sigma black belt and work on process improvement and operational change all over the country for, for their facilities and their properties. Ah, when, did, when, so, when was that in your career? So that was early 2010 to 15. Oh, okay. Um, and then when they got sold off and right. things changed and the industry got what it was, and I spent most of my time figuring out how to save money instead of laying <laughs> off people, Right. Um, I decided to go start my own business and get out. So I took a deep breath and went and did that. So, so that's, and it seems like it's going well because you've been doing it for how many years now? So I left in 2015, took a year off mm -hmm. um, and did another couple of projects and then decided to open that. I think that was officially 2017 when I started that. Um, I couldn't find a place that I could afford because, <laughs> you know, I'd never done anything in commercial real estate before. Right. And I'm the kind of person who wanted to buy his own building instead of doing it the smart way, which is to start... At home and then yeah. maybe out of a catapult-like place and right. then rent an office somewhere. No, I had to buy a building. Right. So Go I, big or go home, Chuck. So I ended up with the Polk County Democrat building in downtown Bartow because oh, yes. it was 100 years old and no one wanted it because it was in awful shape. <laughs> and uh, and that's another thing that you love. It was fix. almost 7,000 feet of space <laughs> that no one wanted, full of grease and oil and 1980s cigarette smoke. And it was awful. <laughs> um, but I loved the place. It was a great facility. It was huge. Um, I had it for a little more than a year and a couple showed up uh, telling me it was the only place in downtown that they could open a brewery and a tap room. Oh. And they were very excited about that. I didn't want to sell it. I had just got going and it was hard for me. I loved working in Bartow. People were great, but all of my connections, all of my work is here in Lakeland. I was right. going back and forth a lot. So anyway, they talked me into selling it. And then I bought a place over by the VW dealer in Cozy Oaks on Lake Parker. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved that place. And I was there for a couple of years. And I keep trying to get downtown. Mm -hmm. I love downtown Lakeland. I always have. Um, and, you know, we spent every Saturday morning here with the Runners Club running right. out of Mitchells. And so there's a lot of history of me being downtown. Couldn't find anything. Couldn't find anything. And and stumbled into a place on North Kentucky Ave, right at the end of the farmer's market. Right. Uh, it used to be Charlie's Import Auto Service that nobody paid attention to. And right. No he, one knew it was there. Yeah. And it was so there for what? I don't know. He was there years. for 47 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So when... He retired. I, I got the place. Took a while to renovate it. You know, actually make it air conditioned and that sort of thing. Um, yes, it's quite quite a different look. I love that place, mm -hmm. and I, I'm happy to be in there. One of the things, there's a lot of things I love about it, but I'm right there at the end of the farmers market, so I usually work on Saturdays that time of day, and so I see everybody walking by. Mm -hmm. and I walk out there and get my produce for the week at that giant produce stand that's at the end of the market. Vitas. And, mm -hmm. and when I come back from my run every Saturday morning, I always come all the way up Kentucky so I can sort of trot through the market and see everything <laughs> mm -hmm. before I get in there and clean up and get some coffee in me and get back out there. Right. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be downtown. It's a beautiful spot. You got a good, a good location there. I really do. Yeah. So when... So you're still running every Saturday morning at Mitchell's? No, we don't do it at Mitchell's anymore. Oh, so, no. Yeah, we moved that run. It's over at the library, the Black and Brood. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was wondering because I felt like I didn't really see the runners on Saturday morning, but I don't work yeah. the farmer's market as much as I used to because, right. you know, I have staff. So, Scooting yeah, after staff. sort of after the, when the pandemic hit, yeah. it sort of shut the world down. It just it sort of shifted. Yeah. So I run from my office a couple of days a week and I okay. run from home because I live near Fort Fraser Trail. So... But, yeah, a couple days a week, I do it right from there. So I come trotting back in Saturday mornings, and I'm right there for the farmer's market. Right. So Excellent. It's really nice. So you help people with um, 
lots of business stuff. You have you have strategic planning and facilitation and process improvement process and data improvements analytics and, yeah. and all those kinds of things. So I would like to know I, I want to know more about without necessarily disclosing who your clients are, like what that kind of stuff means and, and how that works, because it sounds like, you know, you can say, oh, I'm a consultant. Right. But people are like, oh, I don't know what that is, you know, sure. and everyone's everyone's a consultant. Right. right. <laughs> I consult about things all the time that I have probably no business consulting about. So. Um, so, yeah. So when we return from the first break, we're going to continue our conversation with Chuck McDaniel with Studio C. If you don't know where that's located, it's a very cool little building. And I would hope you would invite people in to give them tours because it's a very cool space, even sure. if they. Uh, don't necessarily think they need your services just yet, but everyone <laughs> everyone will at some point. So stick around with us. We're going to continue our conversation with Chuck when we return. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And my guest today is Chuck McDaniel. He is owner of Studio C, and uh, that's a business in downtown, and he's a property owner. So we have, you know, he has lots of opinions about downtown, but he does love downtown. So welcome back, Chuck. Thank you. So we were talking before the break about uh, what your sort of your uh, work history that led you to open this business back in, what, 2017? Right. Um, that kind of brought together all the things that you like to do. So that's, I mean, that's loving what you do for work is probably the best thing. You know, what's that saying? You never work a day in the life if you love what you do. <laughs> I do very much enjoy my work. Well, good. And you're a runner, so we can see you running about town as well. If, you know, if Just someone, about every day. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and all over the world, actually, because I think you run all over the world, don't you? Wherever we travel, yeah. make sure to bring the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so Studio C, I assume the C stands for Chuck? It actually, it nope. sort of doesn't, but yeah. <laughs> what was the C for then? So Consulting? I, I worked for a while with a group working on Lakeland TV. Right. And in that facility, there was Studio A, which was kind of a TV studio. Okay. Studio B, which was an event space that we okay. did a lot of work in. And so I wanted to create my own when we left called Studio C. Oh. I know it sounds like Studio C and, and the holding company that owns the property and my business is called Studio Chuck. So it might uh, as well be okay. for me. Okay. Sort of. All right. That's the long answer to a short question. Yes. No, but I mean, you know, Studio Chuck is is kind of, you know, a funny thing to say. So, right. yeah. Um, but the, so your space, you took over the uh, Charlie's Imports, which was there forever. If you had a Volkswagen, you probably used his services or right. some other sort of foreign car. My Volkswagen Beetle uh, spent many a day, many a day in Charlie's Imports getting fixed for various and sundry problems. Car gives me lots of headaches to this day. But Charlie Charlie and his staff always did a great job. But he retired and uh, and you bought that space and transformed it into this amazing uh, workspace of yours. So tell us what kind of activities are you doing there? Because you're not, you know, you're not selling retail. You're not you're not a restaurant. So what what are people coming in and out of your office to do? Right. And I'm definitely an appointment only. You know, I have client work. Um, <laughs> right, right. So I created a space where I could do a lot of the one-on-one -on -one work that I do. I do a lot of management and executive coaching to help people with their careers. Um, and then I have a workspace in there for small groups if I'm working with a team. 
usually a company's leader and maybe the people who report to that person, three or four or five, six people. Um, and then I have a, a big enough space in there to bring in 10 or 15, sometimes 20 people if I'm doing a, a whole board or a larger group. Um, so I do a lot of strategic planning, a lot of organizational work. I've done sort of a couple of the universities, um, some of the big medical, uh, private businesses, some of the big nonprofits. So kind of private companies, you know, the whole range of clients that I've had. Um, and so a lot of people are very good at what they do, right. but they're not necessarily experts at making a business work, for example. Mm-hmm. So like somebody like you, right? Let's say, let's just say for our audience that you're really good at, at being at, at downtown development. Let's just say you're really good at that, right? <laughs> okay. So, but there's also running that organization itself. You have people who work for you. Right. You have to lead and manage. Most people right. are terrible at that. They think they are good at it, but they're not. Right. It's kind of right? like everyone thinks they have a sense of humor. Exactly. But right. they don't. But they don't. So there's a lot of people who either aren't very good managers or leaders, or it's an afterthought to their mm-hmm. main work, right? Or running an organization, things getting done on time. Is it the most efficient way? Do you have the right vendors? Do you have the right policies? Mm-hmm. Do you have the right people doing the right jobs? A good example, I had a, a lawyer come to me once and said, look, I'm a great lawyer. I know what I'm doing. I have good clients. I have good revenue. But he had 12 or 13 people working for him. He said, I have no idea. If I'm running this business well, am mm. I spending too much money? Am I spending not enough? Right. I do a lot of that kind of work. I do a lot of strategic planning with groups um, to make sure, are you going the right way? Are you going where you want to go? Or if mm-hmm. you know where you want to go, are you doing the right things to get there? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's sort of way oversimplified for yeah. brevity. But yeah, that's the kind of work that I do. Uh, the data analytics side, uh, a lot of people either don't like to look at numbers or they don't have time. Right. Um, you know, a five-page P&L statement, profit and loss statement. I love those kinds of things. Um, most people don't. When you try to give reports with a lot of right. numbers, people gloss over. Right. So I work with people to understand their own numbers, to figure out how to present them in much shorter, simpler versions to the people who need to see them. Right. Um, I'll do forecasting. I do uh, trends. I do analysis and probabilities of kinds of things. Um yeah, I'm getting a little into the weeds here, but... No, we have time for weeds. That's what <laughs> this whole show is about, weeds. <laughs> so really, I wanted to create a workspace where I could do all of that kind of thing right. in my own place. I really like getting people out of their own environment. They get much more comfortable when you're not in your own space. Mm, that's a good point. Right? People yeah. are very candid with the door closed here with me to talk about the things that matter to them. Right. Right. Because there's nobody around. People aren't listening. You know, you can kind of gripe about your boss or your coworkers or that sort of thing and right. not get burned by it. Right. So how how do you get started in that? I mean, how did you I mean, obviously, you've been in Lakeland for a long time. Was it just like I'm going to open my business and people are just going to know by my own reputation that I'm capable of doing this? And it's not because you have uh, a lot of skill sets, but it's not like they're credentialed and hung on the wall like lawyering. Right. I mean, there's not, are they, are these things that you have credentialed? And it doesn't matter, but does it matter? <laughs> right. And some of them are. So yeah. I, I have a Six Sigma black belt. I'm a certified analytics professional. Okay. I do, I do have a lot of these tools okay. um, that, that I've worked with. Um, but you're right. It's not like I've opened a bar or a restaurant <laughs> or right. a lawyer, an accountant where you, it's not difficult to explain, right? Yeah. It's complicated what I do to explain. And, right. Um, you know, to get even to people... Some of my toughest clients are the ones who need it the most and don't think they need any help at all because they know everything. Exactly. So yes, there's I a certain was... segment of the population that is kind of like that. Um, 
At any rate, uh, I relied on the network of people that I know. Right. To, you know, I did some social media and some advertising and did that thing to get the word out there just to make sure people knew what I did. And then basically I don't really do a lot after that Mm -hmm. except the group I work with. You know, this time somebody says, hey, you know, oh, you're having that call, you know, reach out here. And so it sort of has all worked that way. My clients have built up through through referrals from other clients for work that I've already done. Yeah. Yeah. So what's without, you know, naming names is are, are there any are there any stories that, you know, things that just it just didn't work like the you you're just like kind of what you said. They didn't think they needed the help and they didn't follow your advice. Do you have folks that don't follow your advice? So generally it goes pretty well, the people who come to me. The, you know, one of the ones that really sticks out for me is I had the head of a large organization, probably 200 people, and the new boss had been there about a year. And the boss came to me and said, I have five direct reports that run everything and they don't work together. It's terrible. Go fix them all. <laughs> okay, sure. So I meet with them all. We do some profiling on them to look at their, you know, how they work and how they function, how they can work together. And I meet with them one-on-one and then we meet as a group and I figure it all out. Turns out they were all fine. And what really threw me for a curve, it was the new boss. Uh-huh. And the new boss, great resume, really experienced, lots of credentials, really caught me off guard. So I had to go back to the person who hired me and said, yeah, it's you. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> You're the problem. And that boss really was the problem. And so that was mm. that was challenging to work through that. But I did. Did um, that person take that well? Took it surprisingly well. Good. I could see the jaw clench. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, okay. the boss took it pretty well. And uh, I have had some pretty challenging clients. Yeah. Um, you know. Let's say some in the medical community, yeah. those can be uh, a little mm-hmm. more challenging to work with. Yes. Um, and a few others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't name names. We but... will not. <laughs> but we'll, maybe we can get some other stories out of you that, that we can be entertained with here in, in, in a moment. Um, so we'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, maybe some other stories that you might be willing to share. But also, I know you have a lot of treasures in your office that are really cool that have stories. So even though it's radio and people can't see them and they can't just walk into your office without an appointment, but maybe they'll be intrigued to uh, hire your hire your services to come and see these <laughs> treasures that you have in your office because they're pretty cool. So stick with us. We'll continue our conversation with Chuck McDaniel from Studio C when we return. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and we're talking today with a downtown business owner and property owner, Chuck McDaniel. He owns Studio C on North Kentucky Avenue, formerly known as Charlie's Imports. So if you ever had your car fixed in downtown Lakeland, that's probably where you went, even if you don't realize it. Uh, So what's funny is that it was Charlie's and you're Chuck. (laughs) <laughs> it is a small world, isn't it? <laughs> so it went from studio Im- Ch- Chuck's imports to studio Chuck is what it, is what the transformation was. Yeah, so. It went from Charlie's to Studio C. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so you, uh, we were. T- I was. I was commenting before the break at how you have transformed that space, but you kept a lot of the features kind of as a throwback to to Charlie. So tell us about some of the features that you've kept. So I really wanted to be downtown and I wanted that feel, mm-hmm. right? I really love that kind of, that, that look and that feel. And so 
Charlie's was, the building's 100 years old, and he had been there for 47 years. And so the ceiling was open. It was, it's old timber, uh, so old, it's not plywood, the roof deck, it's tongue and groove, because mm, they didn't make plywood then. Right. Um, it wasn't air conditioned. It had an old steel roll-up door, and it had a couple of lifts to pick cars up. And so all we did was we we stripped and sealed the floor and left the concrete floor the way it was. Um, and we insulated a new roof so that we could air condition the open space. Mm-hmm where he had that old roll-up door to drive in cars. I had a glass and metal garage door, kind of the old 50s gas station look, mm-hmm. just as an homage to that. I really wanted to keep that. And I actually, because of the quirk, the quirkiness of my own taste and design, um, I kept one of the lifts in there. Um, and we had it wired back in when the electricians renovated the place. Um, and it actually works. I just finished uh, sanding it and painting it a gloss white. Mm. And it's now an art display for an old motorcycle I rebuilt. Um, that I had some custom wood made for the carriage arms, and it's a, a beautiful art piece. Mm-hmm. And the bike actually works. I mean, I keep it charged and ready to go. But So the lift works and the bike works. Yeah, and so we did some things. I bought a, a shipping container and cut the end off it and had that welded in as a backdrop to a small stage I have in for some interview work and mm-hmm. camera work that I do. So there's a shipping container door back there. Okay. Um, I love to collect old safes. I have uh, at least three of them that are 100 years old, one of them that's about 90 years old and a couple of other ones. And two of them are old cannonball safes. They're mobile bank vaults that have 14 inch screw doors and triple time locks. And I mean, the doors are five, 600 pounds just to (laughs) move these things. They're crazy. Um, There's a lot of interesting quirks in there and something I didn't think about it. The space is very much designed for me and how I like to work. And it's all me. I never really thought about it till I got it all done. That's very much a visual expression of who I am. So if Mm -hmm. you don't like it, then you're saying, well, like you right a little vulnerable there a little personal <laughs> but um i love the place um it's really built for the way i like to be and i spend a lot of time in there every week mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of nice touches in there the way we did that uh, yeah it's a very impressive space i appreciate that it really is yeah. it's uh and it really it does you walk in and you're like yes this is chuck this is his very entire so. personality on display there were some quirks like there's 13 foot plaster walls in there and i i didn't want to like put a bunch of holes in it. So right. we made them put all the electrical in conduit kind of on the wall in mm-hmm. the corner, but had a bunch of art I wanted to hang. So I bought art rails and figured out how to do art rails and steel cables to mm-hmm. put up the art in spots. And so there were some very interesting challenges in there to, to get that all right. Yeah. And the property's got quirks because it's got its own parking lot. And so, you know, very rare. that's been a conversation yeah. that you've had for with many people for many years yes. about parking. So I've got my own. Yes. And we invested in putting up gates so that I could actually have a code reader and entrance and use my parking lot for my own. Right, uh, right. Because people tend to ignore signs. Sure. And say, I, have, don't I, have a, I have my own little backyard, <laughs> yeah. um, which is really nice to have. I've planted some flowers there and I have a nice place to be outside when the weather's nice. And yeah, it's a very cool space that I'm yeah, excited I mean, to be there. Charlie's Charlie's property. It was really three parcels or right. four if you count the parking lot because right. it's almost. I guess it's a quarter it's a quarter of a block. Quarter of a block. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. own a little quarter, carriage house and yeah. the Oak House on Oak Street, and yeah. So you've so, got some rental income and and yeah. and some you know green space back there, which yeah. is hard to find in downtown. Pers- your own personal green space that is. Yeah. No, so you've I, got, I love being down there. It's it's a wonderful place. So you spend a lot of time there, obviously. A lot of time. Um, probably maybe more time than a normal person would spend at work because it's such a lovely place and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an expression of your personality. So when you're not at Studio C, 
solving all the world's problems. <laughs> uh, what what other things entertain you? So I run a lot, which doesn't sound entertaining to most people. But uh, <laughs> no, I hate running. It's near and dear to so my heart, painful. and it makes me happy. Um, I do a lot of other a lot of other projects. So you'll see the kinds of things in the studio. I've rebuilt an old car, and I've rebuilt an old motorcycle. I have a dump truck size old military vehicle in my backyard waiting for its restoration to be done. What's um, didn't you name it? Yeah, so there's a weird one of the many odd quirks about me is I name everything. Mm. So if you go into the studio or at home, so the big dump truck size military thing is named Angus. Ah. Um and I have a tractor that helps me do stuff around the yard. It's named Zeke. Mm. Um and then <laughs> you know, the safes are Bonnie and Clyde and Elliot <laughs> and Frank and Albert. Ah. Um and then, you know, the coffee machines and the grinders have names and, you know, everything in there has a name. Um, the lift has a name. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the lift is named Noosebaum because um, <laughs> that's its name. Okay. Yeah. Just, it comes to you. Well, most of them do. They they have certain look. Like I have an espresso machine named uh, Gary because if anybody has kids who watch SpongeBob, he had a snail named Gary. Yes. And the knobs on the espresso machine look like the stalk eyes of, of Gary. So ah, they come to me. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, the Lyft name is actually um, Otto because Otto Nussbaum was the guy who founded the company in Germany who built the Lyft. It was East Germany when this Lyft was built okay. in Germany. So yeah, Otto. Um, nice. Yeah. And the Bonnie and Clyde. And the OTTO, Otto. Right. It was an auto, A U T O, Lyft. So there's a <laughs> sort of a poetry. Play to on to words me. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> so darn smart. All right, so you're a runner. Uh, you run uh, alone. You run in groups. I you're, do both. Yeah. And when I travel, so when when my wife and I we get to places. Um, I was in Berlin last fall, ran the marathon there. I remember and, seeing your posts on yeah. Facebook. That was and very cool. So running when you're in you know other places, typically in cities, lets you see a lot of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you're on foot, you're catching a lot visually. That's true. So it's a really wonderful experience. So I've run pretty much everywhere. I've been in Vienna or Budapest or. Prague or London and just everywhere we've been. So Runners Club, I mean, there's the Lakeland Runners Club, right? And right. are you how how big is that group these days? So these, I think there's about 400 members. It's wow. one of the bigger clubs around. Yeah. Um, I rolled off the board a couple of years ago. I served that for a long time. Was president for a year, vice president for a couple mm -hmm. of years, and and they they do such a great job. They're kicking off a big 10k training program actually tomorrow. Oh. I think like 100 people signed up for it to learn how to run. So we do these things as a nonprofit. Right. So we do them as inexpensively as we can, either free or super cheap. So the Runners Club does a lot of really cool things in the community. They they field a cross-country team mm -hmm. for kids who don't have running at their schools. Oh, they have a kids' yeah. run club. They they do training for adults. They do – it's a really lovely thing that they do uh, for the community. So, yeah. Cool. So you just rolled off the board so you don't have to organize that stuff anymore, right. just participate right. – pleasantly participate yeah and so i i'm a sponsor of the club because mm -hmm. it makes me happy so of course I, I pitch in that way and and i let the board meet in my space so that they have a nice. place to do that you yeah. know, things like that so yeah you're a giver <laughs> give 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 that's what you do <laughs> so you said oh something else oh you said you you have you talked about coffee so I know that's a passion of yours and I'd like to know how you sort of started doing that but we we'll probably have to stop and, and go to break before we get okay. into any kind of coffee talk, if you will. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so if you'll stick with us, uh, Chuck has so many, there's so many facets of Chuck, so many sides <laughs> of Chuck, and uh, we want to explore them all. 
and then maybe get his take on the future of downtown Lakeland. Because as a property owner, you're invested, and and I certainly would like to know uh, what your uh, vision is for how we need to move forward, and and particularly on the north side because you're kind of the end end there, and then there's going to be some stuff in front of you. So stick with us while we continue with Chuck. Thanks for just sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And we're finishing up the, the show today uh, with our, our continued conversation with Chuck McDaniel from Studio C. Chuck owns Studio C, which is a business that can basically solve all of your business problems. <laughs> is, that your sla- is that your slogan? What it, is your slogan? It's not. That's not <laughs> my slogan. <laughs> I just made that up, everyone. It's not it's not Chuck's slogan, um, but you you're a consultant for the la- for a lack of a you know for a one word you're a consultant but you uh, do strategic planning and coaching and all kinds of things to just help people with their businesses and pretty much in any way shape or form that that they need help right sure yeah That's yeah I mean it's the, the tagline is analytics coaching and clarity so it's, clarity it's, yeah no, that nice yes so I, I love the work that I do helping yeah. other people do their work better right. So, and I really love being downtown and, and the things I know we've talked about the work that I do. Um, I have a couple of things. Uh, I, am a certified running coach through the RCA. Right. So I have a few clients at any one time. I can't handle too many, but I love helping other runners, um, run better and, and, you know, injury free kind of thing. Um, and I roast coffee. I, I've been a huge coffee fan for many, many years and about, 13 years ago, I started uh, Chuck Roast because the name was funny because <laughs> most course. people think about that as beef, right? Right, so, correct. But Chuck Roast. Chuck so Roast. I, I have a little small company. I don't advertise because I don't really want many clients more than I have called Bell Curve Roasters because there's a mm-hmm. bell curve painted on my wall and, and the equation for standard deviation on, on my your, wall and, yes. and my arm. Yes. And a caffeine molecule. Yes. Um, those things are important <laughs> to me. So Bell Curve Roasters because, you know, we live over here on the on the the right side of the curve. Right. Um, <laughs> I started out roasting in a really small homemade roaster, quarter pound at a time, tiny little batches. Cause I love the stuff. So yeah. I roast it fresh and make it for me most. Right. And then I started building bigger and bigger roasters and I built them all. Of course. Um, the one thing I could never do was use the roasting profile software that every roaster uses. Cause you need a, a roaster, a commercial roaster to be able to plug the software mm. into. So I finally bit the bullet a couple of years ago and, and got a small commercial roaster so I could do that. So you can profile every roast and see what you're doing and replicate it and those sorts of things. Um, so I've been doing that for a long time. Mm. Um, I roast every single week. I'm uh, This past week, I re- I'm on Chuck Roast 955. Mm. So I've been doing this for a long time. Um, and so I roast a very small batch boutique roasting for a very small number of people. Right. Um, I don't roast any extra. It's just whoever's on my schedule that week, whoever said, Hey, put me on a schedule. Right. Um, I really love coffee. So if you've seen my coffee station there mm-hmm. in the coffee bar, mm-hmm. I have multiple grinders and multiple espresso machines and pour over rigs. And I have <laughs> one of the only drip brewers in the world that's worth using, uh, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I have a lot of coffee gear. I yeah. do a lot with coffee. Um, yeah, so it's a really interesting space, and I would never leave if I could figure out how to live there. Um, <laughs> well, I think what's what's interesting is that I, I, I'm hearing like there's nothing that you can't 
build basically uh, that's what's so funny you're doing the lift and you're doing the the coffee roasters and you're doing the 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 um the motorcycle fixing all of that so i think that uh both physically and intellectually you're kind of like you know a very a man about all trades <laughs> it's very interesting yeah, you know, and it just, it all sort of ties back to wanting that space that I have, mm -hmm. right, to do the, all that kind of work. So, yeah. you know, we've talked about it. It sounds like it's a bunch of different rooms. It's yeah. one giant open space. Yeah, that's right? true. And it's all in there. And yeah. So everywhere I go, I get to do the work that I do in there. Um, you know, downtown, when I first moved here, we moved here in the 90s, mm. um, and downtown was empty and sad. Yeah. Um, they had done Mun Park. It was nice. and right. all that, But it was empty. Yeah. You know, Molly's opens and there's a little bit of movement and mm -hmm. things happen. And then Palace and what was it? Hurricane. Right. Right. It, it very slowly started to shift. And you've been around. You've seen it. Yeah. And you've been sort of intimately involved with it in these in these recent years with your LDDA work. Um, but, yeah, downtown got bigger and bigger and, you know, sort of things started growing. And, you know, we all, you know, everybody gripes to you about parking. And, uh -huh. like, look, just because you don't know how to parallel park, it's just not that hard. <laughs> It is. I do have parallel parking not challenge. But not me general, personally, you know, but people, yes. People are just sort of, you know, if there's not a big parking lot that's easy to do, it, it throws some people. So you've right. had to wrestle with them for yes. years on that. But, but downtown's an amazing place. And, you know, you go out there now and, and there's so many cool businesses and places to eat and, and you know, places to grab a drink and, and shop. And, and, you know, I see firsthand, I mm -hmm. see these crowds, right? Like yeah. I walk out Saturday morning and I look down all of Kentucky at the farmer's market, there's got to be a couple thousand people out there. I mean, it's just amazing yep. how much it's grown. So I love being downtown. You know, we all have to put up with the trains coming by and we mm -hmm. all have to put up with, you know, we're sort of bordered by the, the bypass and we've right. got South Florida out there. So downtown needs to grow and it's going to, you know, it's going to go out to buy RP funding center. You know, we all know that it's going to expand in all these directions, but it's just, you know, how you figure out getting where there's a bunch of cars whizzing by. Sort right. of to have that sort of growth where you want people walking around and, and feeling like it's part of downtown. You know, to me, that's, you know, going to be the challenge for the next 10, 20 years. Yeah. Is, well, and you're going to have some construction just north of you pretty soon. So right. that'll well, the, be a challenge for for that block. Right. The Oak Street lot. Yes. Right. Yes. So uh, I'm very glad that I have my own parking lot. Right. <laughs> that's true. And that it has gates on it. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> way to protect, way to protect your asset there. <laughs> No, I mean we're we're definitely um, definitely growing. We want lots more residential. I think residential is is key. People living downtown and and uh, kind of doing what you're 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 not literally living in your building, but you right. spend a lot of time there. Right. And uh, it would be great to have folks who can wake up in the morning and just walk down the block and grab a cup of coffee. And I see more of that because I'm out there running a lot. And I see because of Nobe's been there for a while. Then yeah. Mirrorton opened. I see more people running walking downtown, over. walking mm -hmm. downtown. I see a lot more of that now. Yeah. It's really encouraging because yeah. we all know, I know you've known this for a while, mm -hmm. you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know, people living near and in downtown, that's the secret of, of where we go next. So yep. that you don't have that kind of downtown that empties out at five o'clock. Right. Or right. that everyone that's there has to drive. Right. Because we don't want to be a sea of parking lots and parking garages. We right. want to be walkable and bikeable and runnable. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be runnable. Yeah, I'm very excited to have my to have my business down there and, and to be a property owner down there. You know, downtown Lakeland is, is, has really been the right move for me. And it, it took me a while to get there, but uh, they're going to have to 
haul me out of here. <laughs> pry, pry that coffee roaster out of your... <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Chuck, um, for being on the show today. I think it's always fun to talk to a business that's um, not a retail or restaurant. We tend to feature retail and restaurant because, of course, you know, to the general public, we want people to shop and eat and come downtown and and spend uh, their entertainment dollars. Uh, So just to learn about some of the businesses that are the sort of the the meat and potatoes, you know, the people that are that are doing the. The intellectual work behind closed doors is always um, a nice, nice thing to feature on the show. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was able to spend some time uh, writing a book that that's I did. right. Yeah, I wrote a book called Human Training and got that published about. I guess that's been about a year or so. Now. Yeah, I've been very excited about that. So yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You didn't mm. even bring that up until just now. Yeah, just me taking sort of everything that I get people to pay me to do and put it in a book, so you can go <laughs> spend fifteen bucks and then not pay me anything else. So yeah, you know, it's a terrible business model. But I was very excited to it's write the that cliff, book. It's the cliff. It's the Chuck notes. It's Chuck notes. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing I love. One of the many things I love about downtown is being able to show it off. Mm-hmm. So everybody that I meet with. Right. I can walk next door and get sushi. I can walk across Mun Park and get all kinds of wonderful food. Right. And I do all of my meetings and lunches. Right. I walk. In downtown. Yeah. And it's amazing. Well, we thank you for that. Yeah. Well, we've got to wrap it up. Uh, if you want, plug your book. Where can they find it? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Easiest place. Yeah. Okay. So check out that and uh, walk by Studio C. And if you need the services, if you need some services from Chuck, uh, you have a website? I do. StudioCSolutions.com. Check it out, yeah. and uh, he can solve all your problems and <laughs> maybe serve a nice cup of coffee in, while you're in his office. So thanks for uh, being here with us, Chuck, and we'll see everyone else next week. <laughs>